We've been looking at the work of the Holy Ghost, and I looked at several things with the Holy Ghost, but here's some of them. The Holy Spirit, He draws people, and we've seen that He draws um, the unsaved, the sinner. He draws them to Jesus, and you can't get saved without the work of the Holy Ghost. He reveals Jesus. No man can call Jesus is Lord without revelation. Um, except by the Holy Ghost, the Bible says. And then he, he regenerates us, which means he makes us a new creature in Christ Jesus. You become a new creature. That's all the work of the Holy Ghost. Hey, and many in your own life, you can look and, and follow the pattern of God dealing with you and bringing you to Jesus. Yeah, there was a, a process. You know what he's doing? He's drawn, drawn, drawn. Praise God. And then he regenerates us. And then we looked at that he seals us. Thank God we're sealed unto the day of redemption. Yeah. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to, when you get saved, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to try and keep yourself saved. When you get saved, you're saved. Amen. It's like when you're born, you don't have to try and get born again. You're already born. Go and live. And it's the same when we get born again. You don't have to get born again again. You go and live. You go and live out the life that God has your, you, you walk, with, walk with, with Jesus, allow the Holy Ghost to start revealing things to you, starting to show you your life, showing you what He has for your life, and go and live the life that He has for you, and go and be all God's called you to be. And some people circle around birth. Imagine if we'd done that in a natural circle around birth, stayed in the hospital for the rest of our lives, trying to get born again. Now once you're born, live. And it's the same when you're a believer as well. And when you're saved, you're saved. And Paul said that I have confidence in this. That Paul was talking about, while I'm here in the body, I know one day I'm going to be with the Lord. And I have this confidence that when I do leave the body, absent from the body, is to be present with the Lord. So Paul had this confidence, whether I'm here or there, I'm the Lord's. I belong to Him. And I live with that confidence. He was fully persuaded. And um, we, need to be, we, we need to be like that as well. It takes that whole struggle out of your Christian walk to try and to keep yourself saved. And then what do you do? You just enter into that relationship with God and you start living out of it. And you go and be what God's called you to be. Amen. We're sealed. Praise God. Then we looked at the Holy Spirit. He's our teacher. He's our guide. And He reveals the Word of God to us, reveals truth to us. So when we have the Word of God come alive to us, that's the work of the Holy Ghost. He's our teacher. Praise God. And then what we have been looking at um, last week, or not last week, the last time we were together, we were looking at that the Holy Spirit, He, can, he also leads and guides us specifically as well. And He shows us things to come. Amen. Thank God that the Holy Ghost, that He shows us things to come. We've seen that over and over in John chapter 16, that the Holy Spirit, when He comes, He will show you things to come. And we started to look at that the last time we were together. And I split it up this way. I looked at how the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, that he showed things to come. And we looked at, you know, with Samuel and different things. We looked at several different examples. So in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit showed things to come. We looked in the ministry of Jesus and how that in Jesus' ministry, he, the Holy Spirit showed things to come. And, and you could see the effect of that in Jesus' ministry without me going back over that. Um, but 
Sometimes people will say things like this, yeah, but that was good in the Old Testament. Yes, there was prophets and all in the Old Testament prophets. Yes, they were able to show things. They were seers. They could show you things to come. And then they'll say, and yeah, that was okay for Jesus. But you know what? How many of you know God's still showing things to come? He'll show you things about your life so that you can prepare for it. So that you can set a course for your life and start expecting some things. And so even when we come into the, 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 the church age, which we're still a part of. You know, I, I don't understand this thing, you know, where you, you have people will say, you know, all of these things stopped in the book of Acts. All of those things, they stopped. They were only for a period. And when the last apostle died, that was it over. You can't see that in scripture. We came into the church dispensation, the church age. And so what's good at the beginning of the church is good for all of the church. And, you know, if you can see God moving in a certain way, and like in the book of Acts, you can start expecting God to do those things for you as well. Because it's the same God, same Holy Ghost. They had, they had the same truth. Amen. We're in the same time period of the church. Jesus sent the Holy Ghost. How many of you know the Holy Ghost hasn't left? He's still here. So he's still available to us. Many know he lives in us. So he can still lead your life specifically. Um, and let me just show a couple of these here in the New Testament. Because these here do help us as believers to, to start expecting more. And I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit's going to show you every wee detail of your life. That's not the way it works. We live by faith. Okay, I, I don't get do this thing personally where I get up and ask God, what clothes am I going to wear today? I, I believe I have a brain. And you don't know what to, what to wear. Ask your wife. <laughs> it's amazing how my, my, my dress sense changed whenever I got, I got married. Donna started helping me pick certain clothes and, and different things out. But you know what? I don't think about what am I going to wear. When I get up in the morning and look in the wardrobe, I look for something black. I wear black all the time. You know, when I wear a different color, people look at me and go, what? <laughs> what color are you wearing? Because I like wearing black. I'm Johnny Cash. <laughs> but I like black. If I ask the Holy Ghost what color to wear, he'd just say black. <laughs> but, you know what? But if, if I got up one day and I went to take something out and I had a, and I had a, 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 an uncomfortable feeling or something, you know, of like that's the wrong thing. Well then, that's something different. Maybe God was doing something that day. And I, I, I've had different things happen. But in general, I just get up and use my head. And you, you know, you don't have to ask God, do you clean your teeth today or take a shower? You just go, yeah, in the shower I go, you understand? You take a shower. Some people stinking and praying, God, am I meant to take a shower today? And you don't need to pray to take a shower. Take a shower. You understand? Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll not go there anyway. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but sometimes people do things like that and uh, they just become strange. I like to look at it this way. As a believer, keep your antenna up all the time. Amen. What that means is you just stay in a receptive mode, stay close to God, stay in a place where you pray in the Holy Ghost, stay sensitive to the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost wants to direct you in a certain way, specifically that day, or not to eat in a certain place or something like that. And you may not know, you may just go in and it's just like, I'm not meant to be eating here today. Well, then follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost can show you things to come. Amen. 
Um, and when you learn to follow the Holy Ghost, it really helps you. And the Holy Ghost has helped us so much over the years. Even the other, the other week, we were sharing that story where Donna got in the car, went to take off, and she just had that prompting in, in her spirit not to go forward. It, it looked like it was a straight path. And so she reversed out, and when she reversed out, then she seen that there was a pillar just sitting at the wing of the car. And if she had went forward, she couldn't see it. It would have ripped the ring, the wing off the car. You know, there's promptings of the Holy Ghost that you just learn to follow. But the Holy Ghost can show you things to come. Amen. He can show you things about your life, just give you, give you a glimpse or an impression or just a knowing on the inside what he has for your life. Amen. Now, I just want to show these couple of things. Because these, these kind of things, they do help us to understand that, that God can show us things. You are a spiritual being as well as a physical being. So just like you receive information from your senses, you can also receive information from your spirit by the Spirit of God. Amen. So we're, as, as believers, we have access to knowledge that other people do not have access to. It's because we have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us. And as believers, we need to learn to listen to the Holy Ghost on the inside. Amen. But it doesn't make us weird or strange. And as I've said, the Holy Ghost never overrides the Word of God because the, the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of truth and the Word is truth. And so the Word and the Spirit always perfectly agree. So if the Word of God saying one thing and you think you're feeling or going against what the Word says, well then you know that's not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost doesn't contradict. But when the Word and the Spirit agree, praise God, you know that you're on the right track. Amen. Now, I'll just show these couple of things here, just so what you see, because these are New Testament examples. Uh, this is after Paul got saved on the road to Damascus. And let me just look at this here, Acts chapter 9 and verse 10, it says, And there was a certain, look at this here, disciple. Now the reason I highlight that is because sometimes people say, Oh, that was the prophet in the Old Testament, or that was Jesus, but this is a disciple hearing from God specifically about what to do. Amen? And it says here, this was a disciple called Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, here I am, Lord. So I'm, I'm just showing here that, that God does these things. God can show you things to come. You'll see specifically, it'll talk about the Spirit of God and stuff later. But look at this here. It says in verse 10, And the Lord said unto him, Look at this, Arise and go into a street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas, uh, 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 Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prays. Amen. How do you know stuff like that? The only way you can know stuff like that is by God revealing stuff. Ananias hadn't got a clue of these things, but God starts to show him something. Amen. And then it says here, talking about Saul, it says, or Paul the Apostle, it says, And hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hands on him that he might receive his sight. Look at that. So Paul is aware of something that's going to happen. How? Because God showed him. So someone, something is going to happen. This man Ananias is going to come and he's going to lay hands on you. Amen. Can you imagine Saul? 
He's just got saved. God's speaking to him and the next thing, this man comes walking in the door. Now, I don't know how long it was before he got there. But he came and walked in. Why? Because God showed him things to come. There's times when you just know something's, you're on the break of something or something's going to happen. Or, you know what, you, you just have that awareness on the inside of you. Amen. Have you ever had it happen to you? Had it happened so many times, we just know. You just know. Amen. And then look down here in verse, um, verse 13, it says, And Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard many things of this man, and how much evil he hath done to the saints at Jerusalem. In other words, God, I think he got it wrong. Have you ever tried to reason God in a different direction? And then it says, But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel to me. Look at this. To bear my name before the Gentiles and kings. Look at that. And the children of Israel. And I will show him how great things also he must suffer for my name's sake. So not alone was Paul going to go and go before kings and different things. It was going to be a great move of God in his life. But there was also going to be great opposition as well to the move of God that was in Paul. You understand? And why was God showing him what was to come? You know what? God, God prepares us for things. Gets us ready for things. So Paul was going to go and do these things, minister. He's going to be brought before great leaders. And you, you can see it in the book of Acts that he was brought before great leaders. You can see it. He also faced a lot of persecution as well. But you know what? It's letting them know God already knew this and God's preparing you for it. God's getting you ready for it. God's, and many know God's grace was more than enough in Paul's life for him to still go on and live a victorious life even in the middle of persecution and finish his course. Why? Well, part of that, God showed him things to come so that it wouldn't take him by surprise. Amen? Now, if things come into your life that take you by surprise. Know this. God knows there's enough word in you. To get you through the other side of it. Amen. Because sometimes things happen in life. And you go. Why did God not show me that? We don't know why God doesn't show us everything. Okay. He wants us to walk by faith. But I tell you. There's enough in us. In the word. To bring us out the other side of some things. Amen. And so when you face situations and you don't have all the answers, well, you believe that God knows there's enough in you to get you out the other side. Amen. He's put the word in you. And the word, the word, at the end of the day, you're going to have to believe what the word says. So in itself, the word is enough. But there's other things God shows us. And for Paul here, God, God was letting him know that, yes, you're going to come out, to, or you're going to face things, but I'm telling you, you're going to go through, or face kings and all this, and you're going to face some things, but it was preparing him. And I many know Paul finished his course with joy. Amen. The opposition didn't stop Paul from finishing his, his course, and it didn't steal his joy either. But he was prepared for it. But here's the key. God showed things to come. Amen. And I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost, He'll show you things to come about your life. Thank God that He does. Amen. Praise God. And it can come in, in, in ways, you can get a word that confirms what God's speaking to you in your heart. And you know, it's God showing you things to come, a word of wisdom. Praise God. It's awesome when it does, it does happen. I've had it happen to me over the years, and what it does is it confirms... It confirms what God is already speaking to your heart. Amen. 
Um, here, here's another one. This is whenever Paul went to Corinth. And there was opposition here. There was tension here. This is Paul now out doing ministry. And he's facing the tension. But when he got to this place, look what, look what the Bible says here. This is Acts 18. And verse 9 it says, Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. And look at this. Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. In other words, what he's saying is, don't, don't you back off. Don't you back off what you're saying. And don't run from this place. You stay here. Yes, there's tension here. But look what it says. For I am with thee. And no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. For I have much people in this city. Look at that. Hearing from God kept him in the right place. Now, there's times in our life where you face pressure. Or you face um, uncertainty or you don't know you can't see the full picture and sometimes you want to run out of the sweet spot you understand but you, you know when you're in the, the center of God's will you just know uh, this is where I'm meant to be um, and sometimes it doesn't look like it's where you're meant to be but you know it's where I'm meant to be because God I, I, there's nowhere else if I look around and say God where else am I meant to be you know there's nowhere else God is, you're, you're telling me to go so I know this is where I'm meant to be Amen. Now, when you know where God has you to be, well, then you say, it's great, you can stay there. Now, Paul, uh, if he had went by the natural and the stirrings in the city and what was happening in the city, Paul knew that we're not, we're not welcome here. We need to get out of here. But because God spoke to him and showed him things to come, he stayed in that place. God told him, you'll not be hurt. God told him there's going to be a lot of people saved in this place. I have people in this place to be saved. This is where I need you to be. He showed him things to come. And as a result, you know what happened? He stayed there a year and six months teaching the word of God among those very people where there was a whole stirring going on, but he stayed put. Don't let a stirring, a discouragement uncertainty in your mind or any of those things move you from the sweet spot you ask God where am I meant to be amen I've been in places I've been in situations and I've wanted to run have you ever been there where you want to just you just in the think I'm going to run but praise God we can pray and you can ask God and you can, you can ask God to show you things to come or you can ask God, God, is this where I'm meant to be? Or whatever. And God will show you. Sometimes it's not right there and then. Sometimes you go to step out of something and you realize when I step out, my peace, my peace isn't out there. And you go back and you say, Amen. Like when, when we were in church and church and church um, um, came to the end, we were in church for a long period of time. When it came to the end and it closed, but well, we were still in the same town, and I asked God. I asked. I didn't, I didn't just ask. I mean, I pestered God, like kind of a thing, asking Him over and over and over again. God, do you want me to move? 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 But I never got to release the move. But it wasn't because I didn't ask. See, God knows more than we know. Amen. Amen. And if He shows you, great. If He doesn't, 
will then follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That inward leading of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. But again, you see there that God showed him and he was able to stay in the, in the place where he is meant to be. Here's another one in the book of Acts as well. And this was from um, Agabus. And I love these examples because it lets me see that God can show you things to come. Uh, and it, it keeps me focused as a believer in the word, but also leaning on the Holy Ghost as well. Because there's so many people in the body of Christ that will tell you these things have passed away. That God doesn't do these things today. But when I go to the word of God, I see that he does. And I've seen in my own life him do it over and over and over again. And praise God, I'm going to keep walking with a comforter that Jesus sent to us. Amen. I'm going to keep walking with him. He can show us things to come. Praise God. Here's um, Agabus. And Agabus was, was a prophet in the New Testament. And it says here, this is Acts 11 and verse 27. It says, And in those days came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch, and there stood up one of them, Agabus, and signified, look at this, signified by the Spirit that there should be a dearth or a drought throughout the world. And it came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. And as a result of that, if you keep reading, they were able to be prepared for it. God can prepare you. There's nothing takes God by surprise. Amen. Nothing. Nothing takes him by surprise. And as I said, if, if you end up in a situation and you go, how did this happen? Well, you know that God sees the word that's in you and that word's going to put you over the other side. And if you need to know a situation, well then God will prepare you beforehand. We've had situations in our life where God has prepared us beforehand that something was coming. And do you know what it was like? It was like I've given you the, the room to prepare and to, to start speaking the word into that situation before it even happened. Praise God. Amen. Here's, a, here's another thing as well. Thank God this came to pass. There's a, there's a lot of people predicted a lot of things in the body of Christ. Like, around the last election there in America, how many, how many people on TV and different things were saying Donald Trump's going to be the next president? He didn't end up being the next president. And then what happens is then people then try to cover up what they said. Well, people just say, we got it wrong. And go back to base. Instead of trying, because people don't want to admit that they got it wrong. Now sometimes people may, may have thought that, but you know what happens many times? People are just so caught up in politics. You understand? They're so caught up in it that they're politics on the brain that they have persuaded themselves that this is going to happen. But you know what? Here's the thing. There are people that will walk with God and God will show them things just like um, Agabus here. And, and there's been many a person that has prophesied things and it has came to pass just like they said. But it just—it allows me just to not. Uh, uh, if I get that here, I'll, I'll call it out um, or talk it through later. But if I don't, I'll just say it now, just just so we have it said. We're not to be led by prophets. Man, do you know that? Amen. We're to be led by the Spirit of God. 
If you follow and hang on every word that somebody says, you'll get into trouble. You hang on the word, not on somebody's, wor- somebody's man's words. Okay? The likes of Agabus was a proven prophet. Okay? So they, this man had a reputation, and so people acted because he was proven. But you can get in trouble very easy if you start hanging on every word that someone says and you put their word on the same level kind of a thing as the word of God. You get in trouble that way. I don't put any, I don't put my word, I don't put anybody's words. The word of God is exalted. Amen. He's magnified the word above his name. And so as, as believers hang on the word of God, it's a more sure word of prophecy. It keeps you safe. Yet the Bible also tells us not to despise prophesying, okay? It, but it also tells us to prove all things and hold fast to the things that are good. Amen? Um, this thing that happened several years ago there with the, the blood moons. Oh boy, it was all talk about these blood moons. Do you, know, do you know the reality of it is, is you see that, you know, and people say, oh, it happened on this feast day. Yeah, because all the feast days were lined up that way. It's not a shock. But people get into all of those blood moons that something's going to happen. And people for, for the years building up these four blood moons were like having people terrified. And then they came and they went and it's like as if, oh, we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> I stand like we're waiting for these you know, apocalyptic things to happen. You know, I put faith in the Word. Not in blood moons. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And then uh, people talk about they'll come to, no, they'll come to pass in the last days, these things. Yeah, that's before Jesus comes back in the second coming. All of these things are going to happen. We have a mission. It's not looking for blood moons. Amen. I'm not looking for blood moons. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me personally when I see stuff like that or hear stuff like that. Or people say Jesus is coming back on a certain day. There was a, there was a book out in 1988, 88 Reasons Why Jesus is Going to Come Back in 1988. And people were hanging on every word that was said in that. And you know what? Jesus didn't come back in 1988. And people based their life. You know what? We're not meant to set dates for when Jesus is going to come back. I'm just to throw that in for a bit of balance, okay? Because some people get weird. And I tell you, there's a great documentary there on, on Netflix at the minute. Um, it's called So Sweet, um, Prayer and Obedience. And it's to do with a religious um, um, group of people. Well, we're in, a, in America in the, um, I think it was 2001 or something like that. Where, and you'll see well, when people take a man's word and they make that man a prophet and they listen to every word that that person says, how into bondage those people became because they listened to a man like you listened, you, like you, you listened to God. And that man brought a whole community of people into total bondage. Because they hung on a man's word. I'll never hang on a man's word. Paul the Apostle even said, follow me as I follow Christ. If, if Paul would have stopped following Jesus, let me tell you, there would, a whole, there would have been a whole bunch of people would have stopped right there. But there would have been a whole bunch of people who were smart that would have said, thank you Paul for everything you've done for us up to now. But we're moving on because we're looking on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. 
Don't hang on every word of a man. Look for the word of God. Even when anybody teaches you, prove all things and you hold fast to the things that are good. That keeps us all safe. Amen. Um, here's another thing here. When Paul was, was, he was going to Jerusalem, okay? And everywhere he went, he, people came and told him, you know, not, not to go, okay? Now, look at, it, look at this here. This is Acts 20. And verse 22, it says, And now behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem. This is Paul speaking. Not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city, saying that bonds, excuse me, and afflictions await me. In other words, everywhere Paul went, people told Paul, where you're going, there's going to be trouble. Okay? But Paul says that I, I don't, I'm not moved by these things because I'm going to finish my course with joy. Now, Paul going to Jerusalem, if you've ever read that, the, some people believe that Paul's out of the will of God when he went to Jerusalem, okay? And some people believe that he's in the will of God and that God was letting them know through people telling him, when you go here, there's going to be trouble, but it's up to you whether you keep going, okay? And so there's that split um, opinion. I'm more of the opinion that Paul, because it says he finished his course with joy and it was part of his course, I'm more of that opinion. I could be wrong, but here's the thing. Paul did finish his course, okay? Amen. But I'm just showing you here that everywhere he went, where do you see this here? Acts 21. And this is when Paul went to Tyre. And in verse 4 it says, And finding certain disciples, we tarried there seven days, who said to Paul through the Spirit that he should not go up to Jerusalem. Okay? So the people who would believe that, you know, Paul was out of the will of God, these are the kind of verse that would say not to go up. It's, it's not an easy portion of Scripture to, um, to, to see because there's a lot of great ministers who see it from both sides. But you know what? Here's the thing. You know, uh, I believe Paul's just being um, warned. He's being told. Amen? But it does say directly here that, you know, that you should not go up and that's the part that other people hold on to. But I'm just showing you here. You can look at it yourself and, you know, and read it through. But I'm not going that direction tonight. I just want to show this, that there was certain, again, look at that, disciples. And now you know disciples can hear from God. Amen. You can hear from God. Oh, the prophets in the Old Testament, they heard from God. Oh, I can understand that Jesus heard from God. How about you can hear from God as well? Amen. Amen. So certain disciples... And we tarried there seven days, said unto Paul, look at that through the Spirit. Now, look again here when he went to Centria. And this is in Acts 21, verse 10. And it says, And as we tarried there many days, there came down from um, Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. So now here's Agabus again, this reputable prophet. And it says, And when he was come unto us, he took Paul's girdle and bound his hands and feet and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, so, um, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owns the girdle and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. And when we heard these things, both we and they of that place besought Paul that he would not go to Jerusalem. So now Paul's team, the people that are there are basically begging Paul, saying, Paul, don't go to Jerusalem. You're going to get in trouble when you go here. These people are going to take you. That's exactly what did happen. Mm. 
I'm just showing God can show you things to come. But you know what? Paul still went. Look at the attitude that Paul had. You see, persecution didn't stop Paul from going forward. Paul was an amazing character. Now, right or wrong, some people believe he is out of the will of God here. Some believe he's in the will of God here. But I tell you, Paul had a tenacity that was absolutely amazing. Really amazing. Look what it says here in verse 13. Then Paul answered, By what means ye weep to break my heart? For I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when he would not be persuaded, we cease saying, and then just says, The Lord's will be done. But you know what? Paul wouldn't stop. And whether Paul was right or wrong here, there is a great attitude here. And that is that you're going forward. Sometimes you get it wrong. If he did get it wrong, God recorrected his path and got him where he was meant to be and it took time. Amen. But I tell you, what a tenacity. Do we have that tenacity? See, some people quit at the slightest wee problem. There's other people, they they just have that attitude in God that no matter what comes I'm going forward if I make mistakes praise God God you recorrect them and I'm keeping going forward I'm not parking and I'm not going back it's going to be like driving if you're going somewhere like last Sunday we were too busy talking after the service on the way home but a great service we were coming back late we're talking on the way home and I missed my turn but thank God for the sat nav and it recorrected and we went across country Um, country roads that we had never been on in our lives but we finally got back onto the road about an hour later that we would have been on but we were cutting across and we got on and we got home and not stuck and not stopped and not going backwards I got to my destination and you know what as believers let me say this here never be afraid to make a mistake it's one of the things in, in, like, um, in kind of circles that we would be in in different things where sometimes people are afraid to make a mistake because it looked like, oh, you weren't in faith. But you know what? You're never going to get anywhere unless you take a step. And if you make a mistake, let me tell you, God's grace is bigger and it's bigger than people's opinions. Now, people stop you from making mistakes. I've made tons of them. Look, your man Elon Musk, who's a multi-millionaire, all the SpaceX and the Tesla cars, he's minted the man. Absolutely minted. But here's the thing about that man. There was some of the companies and stuff that he started, and he started them with the view that we will make mistakes, but we're going to keep going. And some people are afraid of making a mistake, but you'll never learn unless you step out and sometimes you fall, you get back up, but keep going. You know what, when a child falls, you don't say, oh, them legs don't work. (laughs) No, you pick the child up and the child goes again, falls. And then after a while, it learns how to pick itself up. It'll go and fall, fall. Then after a while, you know what, the older you get, then the less you fall. Unless you're like my mom a couple of years ago, she's coming down the center lurking and bags and everything, and she tripped on the curb and the bags went flying, opened up, went all over the place. She was so embarrassed. <laughs> but you know what? Even as an adult, sometimes you fall. 
But you don't stop walking. And it's the same in God. If Paul got it wrong at this stage, you know, who hasn't? I haven't got it all right, and I'm sure you haven't either. But thank God, God's love and grace is bigger than our mistakes. And when you fall, fall forward. Amen. And just get up and keep going. Amen. What an attitude Paul the Apostle had. Praise God. Amen. I'm not going to be much longer. Here's another one. I'll just call this out. One more scripture and, and we'll close this evening. Praise the Lord. Um, this was when, whenever Paul was on the ship. Do you remember when he was on the ship and, and the storm came? This is Acts 27. It says, But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me. You should have listened unto me. Paul actually told them beforehand. It says, And have not loosed from Crete um, to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. Right in the middle of the storm. Be of good cheer. Why? For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but the ship. And many know that's showing things to come. Okay? For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, for thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God has given um, the all them that sail with thee. In other words, n not one person's life is going to be lost. Wherefore, everybody on the ship, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Amen. Paul says, I believe it. Now you can see through these stories, you can see Jesus came to like Ananias. You can see the, the Holy Ghost speaking. You can see here an angel coming and speaking um, to Paul. But the key is that I'm bringing out this evening is this. God shows us things to come. And I'm telling you, it's one of the jobs of the Holy Ghost is to show us things to come. Amen. Now here's a scripture that has helped me over the years and has helped me to keep going forward. And that is in 1 Timothy 1 and verse 18. It says here, This charge I commit to thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before in thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. I mean, in war there's a battle. Okay? And I tell you, you have to fight for what it is God has for your life. Okay? Now one of the ways God does it is through a prophetic word being spoken. Uh, uh, like, you know, word of wisdom really. Word of wisdom, a gift of the Holy Ghost, deals with the future. Okay? Word of knowledge deals with the present. So God can speak something that deals with the present and the past. You know, you get a word from someone. Many times we'd say someone got a prophecy. It is prophetic, okay? Um, and it's all prophecy is God speaking, you know, into, into the planet, speaking to us, okay? But when you break it up in the gifts of the Holy Ghost, uh, a prophecy, simple prophecy is just edification, exhortation, and comfort, okay? There's no revelation in it. It's an encouragement, Okay? Um, revelation gifts are you have a word of knowledge 
a word of knowledge will reveal something. A per- God can show, and it's just a word. It's not the person speaking doesn't know everything about a person's life. Just something God has spoken. And God could just say, you know what? Um, I can see that you something this happened in your life. And I can see this is where you are at this present moment in time. And that's to do with the past and the present. Okay? Um, I had a... Um, a uh, word of knowledge and a word of wisdom in service on, on Sunday. And it had to do with um, that it was for someone in, in, in the service and it was revealed after. But you know, it was for, and sometimes a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, it can come through. God can just show you, show you on in the inside. And I could see it on the inside. This is how God many times speaks, okay? So on the inside, I could just see, I could see this person. Not, no features, nothing like that. Just could see it on the inside of me. An impression just like that. I could see this person on the road. And it was stuff all over them, like, like um, logs or branches all over them. And they couldn't see the road ahead. And I was able to speak and say that, that you can't see where you're going. And it was for someone specific in the service. And there was more to it than that. But you know what I could see? Where their present was that they had no hope, no future, can't see past the day that they're in. Why? Because God can see more for them, but they can't. Because they're covered. But the word had to do with, and this is where God can then get involved and help them in their future. The word was, you know what, about sitting underneath the word and how that the word was going to start taking off each branch to, to where glimmers of light would start coming through and after a while they're going to start seeing the path that is in front of them. That was specifically for someone, but it had to do with the past and the present first and then it had to deal with their future going forward. Okay, so it was a word of, word of knowledge and then a word of wisdom. Okay, word of wisdom dealing with the, dealing with the future. Now, have you ever got a word where someone has prophesied over you? And we had said that way, they've prophesied over you and they've spoke something over your life. Well, I just don't take a prophecy and run with it because we're not led by prophecy, we're led by the Holy Ghost. Okay? So, but if the prophecy bears witness with my spirit... What God has already been dealing with me about, okay? Well, then, or if, like in that situation, the individual, when I spoke it out, it bore witness with their heart straight away, that's me. And they knew it was them, okay? Where God spoke, confirmed it, not just going in my word. I'd never tell anybody to go in my word. But if I've got a word and it, it, it bears witness with what God has already been speaking to me about, I know, praise God, that's a confirmation. So I'm not following the word that was given. I have the Holy Ghost living in me and you have the Holy Ghost living in you. You don't have to follow a man. You've got the Holy Ghost living in you. So what Paul is saying to Timothy here is, you fight a good warfare with the prophecies that have been spoken over your life. In other words, when God gives you a word, there's, there's many times there's opposition that comes, there's discouragement, there's things that can happen, and you can feel like giving up. But what has God told you? You understand? And sometimes you have to take out what God has spoke to you, not your circumstances. See, if you go by your circumstances, they can get in your ear and discourage you. And there's been many a person has stopped going forward in God because of the circumstances. 
But when you take time out and you go and think about, right, God, what is it that you have spoke to me? Not my circumstances. What have you spoke to me? You're able to take your faith, but also you're able to take them words and say, God, here's what you have spoken over my life, and I'm fighting for that. You understand? I'm not backing off. That's what it means here to say that thou mightest war a good warfare with the prophecies that are spoke over your life. Amen? I'm telling you, don't back off what God has for your life if you know it's for you. If you know what that's what God has for your life, it's different if you're unsure and you're just thinking in your head. And sometimes you do think things through in your head. We all do because we have a brain, okay? But when you have it down in here, where you know, but there's discouragement trying to stop you, you understand? Don't look and focus on the discouragement. It may be there, but what has God told you? That's what you hold on to. Hold fast to that. And that's what Paul is saying. You see, God can show you things to come. And Paul was letting Timothy know what has God spoken to your life. What is your call? What's your destiny? Not what's your circumstances, Timothy. Not that you're under pressure and, you, and you're, all your tears and all of them kind of things. Paul's telling Timothy, Timothy, what's your destiny? You take out what God's called you and you fight for it. Thank God. Amen. Well, we'll leave it there this evening. Fight for what God has for your life. Amen.